Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. This week, Battle Royale. Lehman and his wife Rachel are Americans who found themselves living in Canada as a matter of circumstance, but they've now embraced the culture and lifestyle of Toronto and plan to make it their home for the foreseeable future. They've become permanent residents, but Rachel says they should go whole hog and become citizens so they can vote and run for office. The issue? They'd have to swear their loyalty to the queen. Lehman finds it ideologically appalling and doesn't want to compromise his principles. But Rachel says it's necessary so the couple can be a united front to their future children and their community. Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Oh, Judge John Hodgman is walking into court. This is the Provincial <laughs> Court of, Can- of Canada, Judge John Hodgman. Edition Canada. <laughs> we have to say Edition Canada for the francophones. Edition Canada. Indeed. And appropriately, you may uh, have already noticed, listeners, that I am wearing my beaver robes of state and my special wig made of recovered hockey sideburns. <laughs> and I would ask respectfully that instead of referring to me as Your Honor or Judge John Hodgman, refer to me in the lower court, provincial style, Mr. Justice. Uh, vous pouvez swear them in. <laughs> You'll also notice that instead of not paying attention to the proceedings and watching American Pickers, I will be not paying attention to the proceedings and watching Canadian Pickers. Oh, I, I wish there were. There probably is a Canadian Pickers, right? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a Canadian Pickers. Fantastic. How about this? Canadian Antiques Roadshow instead of American Antiques Roadshow. Fair enough. Please rise and lift your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you, so God help you the ever? queen. <laughs> so help you the queen of England. I, I feel I, I, I'm unable to make such a swear at this Shut time. your pie hole. Wait, now open your pie hole and say yes. Uh, yes, I do. To God or whatever. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that he is a citizen of Andorra for tax reasons? I do. I do. Very well, I, Judge Hodgman. I will admonish the bailiff to not yell, shut your pie hole at the plaintiff and defendant. We are in the provincial court, uh, specifically the back room of the Brooklyn branch of Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage that just opened here in Park Slope, <laughs> and thus on hallowed Canadian ground. So please do not yell, shut your pie hole at people in the court. Instead, yell, shut your poutine hole. All right. We had to get a lot of that Canada, those Canada jokes out of our system because we're going to have a really serious talk about what it means to be the citizen of a nation versus what it means to be a citizen of Canada. Rachel, <laughs> yes. where, where do you and your husband live now? We live in Toronto. I've never been. I've been I've been to most of the Canadian provinces. But I've never been to Ontario. What do you think of that? That's just that's tragic. You know, I've missed Ontario. Deeply unfortunate. And I've missed Nunavut. <laughs> uh and I don't think I have been to um Manitoba. But otherwise you I got you guys covered on all Excellent. provinces. 
All of them. Well, the rest of Canada would probably approve of your avoiding Ontario. So, well, bravo to you. Why does it have is it a bad name? Is, uh, it, is, it, think... is it considered is it considered to be not real Canada the way New York City is considered to be not real America? Might be a little of that, and you know, Southern Ontario, I think, tends to see itself as the center of the country. Sure, the universe, the universe revolving around Toronto, yeah. as it were. Southern Ontario is not so much Canadian as it is Northern Michigan. (laughs) And therefore cosmopolitan. Indeed. All right. Uh, What do you do there in Ontario? I am a priest. Oh. Of what what, uh, denomination? Church of Satan? No. uh, The Anglican Church of Canada. Oh, lovely. And uh, and as such, you are able to be a married person. And you are married to Lehman. Indeed, yes. And please tell Last me, time I checked. Please tell me that he is a priest of the Church of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. Oh, okay. Uh, I hope I did not offend you uh, by... No, no, not at all, not my, at all. ...my friends in the Church of Satan. Lehman, what do you do for a living? Uh, well, I am an uh, actor, and I also uh, work for a uh, bookstore, and I... Uh, we'll just say you work at a bookstore. Oh, fair enough. And, and I pretend to have illnesses for medical students. Oh, you're a professional malingerer? Uh, we call it standardized patienting. And, and I'm sure in, in Canada it's malingerer. Probably. Uh, be an extra U in there for good, uh, good measure. So you help train uh, medical students by pretending to have certain symptoms? Uh, precisely. And they have to uh, figure out what, what I have or uh, practice their bedside manner or just, you know, make sure I don't die. So you are a, 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 a deadbeat, basically, is what we're talking about. Oh, well, you know, I'm a kept man. Let's, let's, let's put it this way. Your wife is an Anglican priest, and she's making yes. all the money. Oh, uh, that is true. Okay. It's a good thing you guys have free health care. <laughs> it's uh, true. Yes. And how long? Which have, we now qualify for. And, and, and you, but neither of you are from Canada originally. Is that correct? That is no. correct. Where are you from originally, Rachel? I am from South Carolina mostly, but my dad was in the Navy, so we moved around quite a bit. Okay. So where else? Uh, most states that fought for the Confederacy mm-hmm. in the U.S. Civil War. Mm-hmm. So I've Tennessee, Kentu- uh, Kentucky, which I guess wasn't technically a Confederate state. Um, North Carolina, Georgia, All right. Virginia. All yes. Right. And why do you hate your country so much? <laughs> I've just found that you know Canada is a bit more, bit more mellow. Certainly a bit more a bit Anglican. More, a bit more Anglican. It's true. It's true. Um, so not so much hating of the country as, you know, found a life here. And I've lived in Toronto now longer than I've lived anywhere else in my oh. life. So it's pretty much home. And what is your age? I'm 30. And when did you receive the call to become an Anglican priest? Uh, maybe five years ago. Well, I was also not originally Anglican. so. Oh, okay. So you went no. through a conversion experience where... Indeed, yes. Presumably you were originally Church of Satan? Uh, close, Southern Baptist. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, I did not say that. No, no, I understand. <laughs> no one's going to get you in trouble with, uh, with the church. Uh, so t- tell me, I'm just curious about how someone uh, uh, becomes a, a priest these days, particularly an Anglican priest. I mean, what we, the Anglican denomination we would call Episcopalian in the United States. Indeed, no? yes. Okay. That is correct. Is there, is there an Anglican church within the United States specifically? Well, the Episcopal Church is... It is the, the same. 
yeah. Okay. Just at, again, it, it very uh, relevant to this conversation because when the American church decided to rebel against the queen, they did not want to be called mm-hmm. the Anglican what? church. <laughs> so they're the Episcopal church. Oh, so it's purely out it's of... It's purely, yeah, protest. Out of, out of queen spite <laughs> that the Episcopal church is known as the Episcopal church. <laughs> Pretty much, and obviously, much. and obviously, uh, in in the Episcopal Church and in the Anglican Church, women may become priests. Indeed, and they may be, and they may be married. Indeed, yes. To any deadbeat they wish. Any deadbeat they wish, absolutely. Lehman, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from Nigeria. My folks were uh, missionaries there, and you so sound, I, I was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yes, I thought I true. detected the accent. Uh, yeah, so I, I grew up there, and then uh, my folks, uh, when they resigned, moved back to uh, the states and to Tennessee, and so I, I spent my adolescence in Tennessee. Where and, eastern uh, or west? Yeah. Eastern or western, please. Uh, central, uh, Nashville. Oh, all right. Go on. So, so right in the center. The capital uh, of Tennessee. And, that's right. Yeah. And then uh, Rachel and I met in Ohio, uh, where we were doing undergrad, and then she uh, tootled up north to Canada, and I went back down south. Uh, just, and, just, uh, may I just please don't yeah. say anyone tootled off anywhere. Oh, sorry. Okay. She no, that's fine. Trotted, trotted to Canada? She trekked. No, I think she, all of that... She fled. No, I'll, I'll just say she moved. Basically, basic rules of writing. You don't have to say someone exclaimed. Just say they said. <laughs> okay, so you guys met in Ohio where you were doing what? Studying something? Undergrad, yes. yes. Undergraduate, and were, and were you studying acting or... I was doing theater, yes. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and you fell in like, and then you decided, then you fell in love, and then you got married? Uh, yeah, we actually got married after um, uh, I came up to Canada, and we got married uh, that week, and uh, been here ever since. You got, uh, pr- did you go to Canada knowing you would be married? Or did, yes. Or did your uh, now wife as an Anglican priest, just uh, surprise you with it while you were sleeping. Uh, she, was, she, was, she was not a, a priest at the time, so she wasn't able to, to ambush yeah. me with marriage. But uh, <laughs> so we, went, we went with a pretty good, good plan. Okay. We actually had a fairly, fairly Baptist uh, marriage. Oh, I see. Because of your, because of your background, Rachel? Indeed, yeah. yes. Uh, yes. Her, father, her father is a minister, my brother is a minister, and so... Um, Right, and, yeah, you're, so, and your parents were missionaries in, in what religion, may I ask? If not uh, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the Baptists. With the Baptists, all right. Yeah. So how do you feel about your wife becoming an Anglican priest? Oh, I, I think it's wonderful. Are you both people of faith? Yes. Then, yeah. then you must hate one another, right? Because one of you is wrong. <laughs> well, I, I, I grew up, uh, even though my parents were, were Baptists, my mom actually grew up Methodist, and I took a lot of those Methodist trappings, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you, you, you believe, but, but not strong enough to get into any sort of fight. Okay, that's fair. Then you, then you are, in many ways, a natural Canadian. Uh, well, that's yes, true. in certain regards. Okay. Now, Rachel... Why do you want to become a Canadian citizen and force uh, your husband to do the same? Well, I feel like, again, this is where we've made a home and a life for ourselves. And I think if we're going to be really involved with, you know, Canadian life, then we should really commit and become citizens. And especially being able to vote is really important. Right. Because I think we feel fairly disenfranchised now, or at least I do. Let me understand these things. As a non-Canadian citizen, obviously you cannot vote. Right. Right. Uh, Are are there any restrictions on how long you can live in Canada? No. uh, If we ever live not in Canada for, I think it's five years in any seven-year period, then our permanent residency is considered to have lapsed. So there's a, a restriction on how long we can be 
away from Canada and still be considered residents. Okay. Okay. Very well. Uh, are you allowed to uh, watch American television? We are, yes, but they do uh, force a lot of Canadian-made uh, television on us as well, which has been a hardship. Do they tape open <laughs> your eyes and make you watch Trailer Park Boys? <laughs> no, but we did get a free DVD copy of Trailer Park Boys at some Oh, yeah. Oh, that, was a, that was a karaoke contest? Right. Oh, you, right, yes. I, know, I, I think when you crossed the border. <laughs> Trailer Park Boys is a hilarious show. I don't know why we're acting like Trailer Park Boys isn't a delightful program. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it's mandatory viewing in Canada. I, I, now there's dead Now Bailiff Jesse is silently telling me to shut my poutine hole. Sorry. <laughs> we can get into the Degrassi franchise. Oh, so let's, put not, please, down. let's not. So there is no, there is no compelling reason that you would need to become a Canadian citizen in order to stay in Canada. Is that correct? No, no. And we, and we get the, the free health care as well now that we are permanent residents. Right. So you already have the... Yeah. yeah I, I thought that was a given. Okay. I, yeah. I figured you, you, just, you, get, you get a health card and a Trailer Park mm-hmm. Boys DVD the moment you come in. <laughs> when you cross the border. Absolutely. So the only compelling reason to do this would be to participate in civic life and to feel Basically. rooted... Yeah. Being a priest, I think there is something to be said for really, you know, you're connecting, you're building relationships with your congregation. And if you're not a citizen of the same country, there is some degree where you're not facing the same issues that they are. And it it seems, yeah. You don't want, you don't want them to, you don't want them to think that you might just run away at any moment. (laughs) Precisely. That you're some kind of two-faced person who was born a Baptist and then became an Anglican. (laughs) We can't have that. Absolutely No. No, no, no. Uh, and why is it important that your husband do, do you have to do it as a duo? Is it a two for one deal? No, no, not at all. I just, I feel like it's part of the family solidarity. When we eventually have kids, they'll be automatically be Canadian citizens. So I think it'd be kind of weird if he was the only holdout. Oh, yeah. And I, I and have just, to say, just to clarify for our listeners within the, within the Anglican church and I believe the Episcopal church as well, not only are uh, women allowed to be priests and allowed to be married, they can tootle men and have children. It is true, yes. I just changed the meaning of that euphemism, and now I feel really gross. If you were to have children, you would not want them to be the children of foreigners, of a foreigner. Right, well, or or that they they will be Canadian citizens, so I think we should be too. Will they be? Yeah, they will. It's like it's like in America. If you're born here, you are you qualify to be a citizen. Right, but do they do? But but let's say for sake of argument. Uh, that they are born in Canada of American citizens, do they not have any American citizenship at all? There's, is there any dual citizenship? Oh, there would be. I mean, and if we became Canadian citizens, we would be dual citizens as well. You would be dual citizens, and would yeah. you be able to pass American citizenship on to your yes. children regardless? I haven't know? actually looked that up. Yeah. That's because, a good question. Because being an American citizen is the most important thing on earth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Obviously, that goes without we would, saying. We would remain American citizens regardless. I think it's only if one of us joins the army here that that would go away, or if and we relinquished it okay. for tax purposes. Okay, so Lehman, you obviously have done some research into this. What does it involve to become a Canadian citizen? What are you giving up? Let's leave the queen issue aside for a second. I just want the basics. Uh, 
so uh, to become a Canadian citizen, from what we've already done, we've already done uh, a huge amount of work to become sure. permanent residents to immigrate. Be- became a priest. Yeah, although uh, uh, technically we, em- we immigrated based on my, my work as a deadbeat. Uh, the uh, Federal wor- Skilled Workers Program paved our way into the Canadian health system. What? Because it... Because at that time, I was even more of a deadbeat, and I was a graduate student. So Lehman's deadbeatness was slightly less deadbeat than my deadbeatness as a graduate student. Wait a minute. Wait one minute. Yes. Lehman, yes. you're an actor and a bookstore clerk and yes. a professional uh, okay. malingerer. <laughs> a, a cash supervisor, technically. <laughs> because I opened the safe and uh, am trusted with money, uh, that counts. There was no one in Canada qualified... <laughs> To be those three things at the same time? Apparently not. You didn't see that session of Parliament about the desperate <laughs> shortage of people in Canada who could convincingly fake whooping cough? Is this part of the, is this part of the Canadian uh, hipster immigration <laughs> initiative? We need more people, we need more people you know to, I I to work in coffee shops and have tattoos on their chests and do nothing. All joking aside, sir, what possible... What possible visa could you have gotten to work professionally in another country based on what you've told me so far? Well, what, I, I got my, what employer I, sponsored you to come over? Uh, well, uh, I got the work visa based on being married to Rachel. Uh, the Canadian visa system is sort of funny. Uh, because of her student visa, she was allowed to be a student but not work. When I, I got a work visa for being married to her, I was allowed to work but not be a student. I see. Uh, and so um, oh. I had a background in theater education, which meant that I got a job at a bookstore. Mm-hmm. And worked my way up to a cash supervisor. And then when we started looking at immigration, I, I looked at the bare minimum requirements. And sure enough, uh, it said uh, if you work in sales in a retail environment uh, and you uh, count money and a safe, then uh, you qualify as a skilled worker for the federal skilled worker program. So my 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 bookstore uh, wrote a very nice letter uh, talking about how uh, I was a, a good employee and would not be a detriment to Canada and uh here we are. And just, this is a very kind bookstore. Is it a chain or is it an, an independent yeah, bookstore? Yeah, it's a, it's a chain. You, it's, you, the, it's the book equivalent of the Canadian uh, House of Pizza and Garbage. I really, yes. by the way, admire your people's uh, very Canadian-style uh, hesitancy to buzz market any of your jobs or things that you do. That's, I really like I, that a lot. It, it, may be, it may be that you're more of a Canadian than you realize, Lehman. <laughs> Oh. Uh, okay, so uh, so you're so you're already in resident, and if you were to uh, become a Canadian citizen, would you have to renounce your American citizenship? I would not. I would not at all. And um, you say, and you say that with a lot of surety. You know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. I do know that. Uh, again, there are. We know no, many. We we know many dual citizens and people who have become citizens since moving to Canada. I'm pretty sure the only thing I, I can do, unless I just voluntarily renounce it for tax reasons, which is done, uh, or if I, I'm pretty sure if I join the Canadian military, mm-hmm. uh, I think those are, I think those are the, the only two real ways, uh, possibly if I commit some act of treason or terrorism. But so you, um, so you and all, so you and all your friends are up there, hanging around a bunch of expatriates in this twilight world of double or triple citizenship, all drinking mixed up drinks like rosé wine. Eating Tim Hortons and Dunkin' Donuts in the same breath. Mm. You're people without a country. We are. So let's get down to the to the brass tacks. Why do you hate the Queen so much? Well, you know, 
there's a couple of reasons why I would not feel comfortable swearing an oath uh, to, to the queen. Um, I, I grew up, I was born in Nigeria, which was a former British colony. And, uh, and so it, right off the bat there, I feel like, you know, going full circle and, and bowing to this, this queen after, you know, that, that legacy seems like something of a, of a betrayal. Uh, and then, then, then there's the American side of my heritage. You know, my family is American. Uh, you know, we've, we've been in America for a good long while. I don't know if I have any ancestry that, that fought. But uh, still, you know, there's a, a certain Republican uh, feel to, to my family, to my legacy. And so, again, uh, bowing and scraping before a monarch um, just, just seems wrong. And then there's just a, there's, this queen does not inspire you know, like if, if she, you know, were at the front of an armada, you know, running around causing all sorts of mischief, I might consider it. But I mean, she's just this sort of frumpy Hanoverian. And I don't quite know if I want to, you know, sign on board for that. OK, especially okay. especially given my uh, my Canadian uh, co- colleagues and friends have even less regard for her. I mean, I'm not calling for Canada to to lose the monarchy or become a republic by any sense. Um, I, I think the monarch, you know, serves a historic purpose. I just personally don't feel comfortable with the idea of of me swearing to to you know an oath to her. Are you having a joke here on Mr. Justice? Uh, I would no, no, I'm with not. This, with I want you to answer me seriously because it sounds like you're splitting some of my my hockey hair hairs. Okay, is this a real thing that you're feeling, or is this something you're trumping up for podcast purposes? No, no, I'm, this is this is all completely honest. And if you become a, a Canadian citizen, what is the status? Canada is a Commonwealth nation, is it not? Yes. All right. It is, you would not be a subject of the Queen, would you not? Uh, she would be. We do swear to the Queen of Canada. She is our head of state. Oh, okay. So what are the words that you would have to say that, that are so offensive to you? This is, this is what I would have to say, mm-hmm. um, which is, I swear or affirm that I will be faithful and bear true allegiance to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, Queen of Canada, her heirs and successors, and that I will faithfully observe the laws of Canada and fulfill my duties as a Canadian citizen. Great. You are now a Canadian citizen. Thank you very much, guys. It was great talking with you. You can pay, pay, the, pay the bail of four loonies at the door. Uh, I think I have everything I need to make my decision. I am going to, uh, to go back to my chambers. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have everything. One last question. Before yes. we go into chambers. And this is a question for Rachel. Yes. We in America uh, believe in certain freedoms. Indeed. Freedom of self-determination. Also, uh, freedom of uh, free health care in emergency rooms, but not uh, free preventive care. Right. Why would you try to compel your husband against his will to become a Canadian? Because that's basically what you're asking me to do here. Pretty much, yeah. So what, give me the reasons. Why okay. should I compel him against his will to become a well, citizen I, of Canada? I'm going to use his own actions against him because this is all about our family being kind of a united front. And when we got married, he actually took my last name because he thought it was so important for us to be a single family unit instead of having two different last names, mm-hmm. which was not my idea. Um, but it's the same. It's the same sort of thing, right? I think if we're going to to commit to this as our home, and and I'm going to become a citizen, it would be good if our whole family was as well. And as far as the whole swearing an oath to the queen thing goes, I just don't. I I know that he 
is very politically engaged and he is very politically involved and he actually keeps up on what's going on in politics far better than I do. And so I think it would be his civic duty to be a Canadian citizen. And while I I get why he would have objections to swearing this oath of allegiance to the queen, I get like, whether you agree with it or not, she is the head of state. So becoming a citizen, like I see it less about swearing an oath to this particular person and, you know, swearing loyalty to your new country as a new citizen. And it's, it's no less creepy to me than asking citizens of the U S to swear allegiance to a flag. So that is my argument. He called the queen a frumpy Hanoverian. I'm not even sure he will be allowed yeah. back in the country if he ever it's, leaves again. It's true. It's true. How would it make you feel if you were to become a citizen of Canada and he were not? I just think it would be kind of, like, I just think it would be kind of weird. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't feel betrayed or anything like that, but I certainly think that it would be, it would just, it would just be, it would be like this thing that he was holding out on or, or something. Um, he would, you would not, he would not feel, you would not feel fully committed or full commitment yeah. from him. Yeah. Unless he and goes, I guess, I guess my, I guess my thought wait is, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, wait a minute, excuse me. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Justice. <laughs> thank you. In that case, why don't you go first since you're so polite? <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I just don't think there's any really good reason for not being a citizen if we're going to be he- here indefinitely. And I, and I don't think the the queen thing should stop him being a citizen when I, I kind of think it's what would make him happiest too. Lehman, are you fully committed to this marriage? I am. Uh, what is your current religion of choice? Um, I'm a geographical Anglican. Um, and I still mostly consider myself a Methodist, but I've, I've been attending Anglican churches for, um, for years now. Okay. Rachel, would he need to convert to Anglicism in order to be fully committed? No, but I, it would be weird to me if, say, he wouldn't come to my church and we went to two different churches. I would find that weird. Well, I don't. Yeah. Right. Well, he does come to your church. No, it's true. And he lives it's in true. he lives in your country. Last time I checked, yes. And he took your name. Yes. And Lehman, what was yes. your name before you changed? Tarpley. I'd change my name, too. <laughs> no, what? Tarpley? Tarpley. Like a tarpoleum. Okay. You keep saying these words, but they don't mean anything to me. Like a tarp. Like a... Oh, uh, okay. Like a, T-A-R-P-L-E-Y. That's it. You were previously Lehman Tarpley? Uh, amongst other names, yes. What, do you, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, I, I grew up in West Africa, so I, I have a lot of names. Let's hear some more. Uh, my, my full name uh, is Ayobami Abiyadun Lehman Richardson Tarpley Kessler. My I father know. calls me Ayobami. I, say it again, please. I, say Ayobami. That's A-Y-O-B-A-M-I. Rachel will call me Ayo as well. I do call him Ayo. It's true. Okay. I have everything I need to make my decision. I'm going uh, into, the, uh, into the break room here at Canadian House of uh, Pizza and Garbage, Park Slope Edition. <laughs> And uh, I will uh, be back in a few moments to render my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Lehman, I'm going to read something to you. It's a quotation from Matt Groening's Life is Hell. 
I plead alignment to the flakes of the entitled snakes of a merry cow and to the Republicans for which they scam one nacho underpants with licorice and jugs of wine for owls. Do you recognize what he has tortured into submission? I, I do. Couldn't you just make funny sounds instead of saying the words? Oh, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I possibly could, but I, you know, if I'm going to go with it, I'm going to go with, you know, uh, full court, you know, like uh, that's the thing. You know, I believe, you know, if I, if I didn't care about oaths, if I didn't care about, you know, what I said, then sure, I could, you know, do like my mother suggests and just sort of, you know, give a wink and say the words. But um, I, uh, I do believe that words matter and what we say matters. And I want to set a good... A uh, good precedent for for my you know future children you know to to say what you believe I think that's a very American thing to do and uh, you know something a, a you know polite Canadian would do as well uh, stand by what you mean that would be the easy way it wouldn't be the Mountie way precisely Rachel do you think you've got a shot here uh, maybe I think uh, I mean the last question at the end about the fact that Lehman hasn't like converted to Anglicanism is a really and that doesn't seemed to bother me is a really it was a good food for thought i'll say so i'll be interested to see what does that uh, mean you're thinking about getting a divorce <laughs> it is that's say the yes our, say the yes that is another one of the things the anglicans allow as well so you know it's a grab bag these people <laughs> lehman how are you feeling about your chances uh, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling decent, but you know, in, in the end, if I don't respect the uh, the authority of of the Queen, I do respect the authority of Mister Justice. Um, so uh, the the weight of his words will will have some some impact, I'm sure. Very well. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Hi, Obami. Before I render judgment, I just want to see how good of an actor you are. Would you okay. please? Feign the symptoms of measles for me. Oh, my measles. <laughs> now, seriously. What is a, what is a, what is a, 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 a malady that you have been caused to imitate? Um, let's see. Uh, I've had uh, a lot of appendicitis. Okay. So if you're complaining of appendicitis, let me hear that. Mm, yeah, I just... I have this this pain right in my my sort of right side of my my stomach here, and I like started off just as kind of indigestion, but I don't know what it is now. Okay, and now uh, goiter, please. Um, I got this sort of swelling, itching thing. I don't. Um, I got a date tomorrow night. Like, what can I do about this? And now, Munchausen syndrome, please. There I was, battling the 18 ninjas from the dire islands of Japan. My sword at my hand, I was ready to take them on. Well, you are a fair liar. You are a fair liar. And you could do, very easily, what even your uh, sainted mother suggested you do, which is cross your fingers while saying the pledge to the queen. But, as we both know, your mother is a lying Baptist. You're in an Anglican family now. It's very true. Upstanding. No wishy-washy. You stand by their principles, even if they are absurdly specific and, anti, and anti-monarchial. Such to the point that I think you're trying to split one of the hairs in my hockey hair wig. 
Uh, but I do believe that you are not lying when you say that this is a deal breaker for you becoming a Canadian. And normally, I would probably side uh, with your wife. Uh, how would I address you? The Right Reverend Rachel? Uh, that, that would make me a bishop, and I don't think I'm quite ready to go there. So uh -huh. uh, just the Reverend. The Reverend Rachel. Yeah. Or Mother. Mommy. <laughs> Excellent. I would side with Mommy. Mommy Rachel, normally. Uh, but, uh, well, not normally, but, you know, she makes some compelling arguments for making a full commitment to the place where you are choosing to live. No one is forcing you to live in, in a different country. And, uh, and there is something to be said for, uh, ceasing to be a tourist and, uh, beginning to, uh, build a life in a full, uh, the, in the fullness of the civic society of the country in which you live. And, uh, that makes a lot of sense to me. And if I truly believed that you were just joking around about this anti-queen thing, I might feel compelled to compel you. But I don't. I think this is a perfectly reasonable, uh, if somewhat uh, arbitrary, thing to have a problem with. And I also learned something else, which is it is really easy to become a Canadian. <laughs> really easy, <laughs> apparently, to become a permanent resident of Canada. You talked to my friend uh, <clears throat> down here, uh, John Oliver, a subject of the crown. He had to work very hard. Just, I know, I feel the same way, doggy. It was a sad situation. <laughs> he, he faced deportation several times uh, as, the, as he lived here for a long time and worked in situations that were possibly contrary to his visa. But over there, it's like, uh, can you stock magazines? Then come to our country. Can you pretend to have appendicitis? <laughs> Uncle Canada needs you. And I really have to say from a pragmatic point of view that there is no serious downside to his maintaining an Amer his full American citizenship uh, to, to your lives in Canada. There is no true threat of deportation as far as I can tell. Uh, he is obviously going to be able to continue to work, which I'm putting in very distinct quotation marks, and I say <laughs> he will always be the mother's wife. I'm going to let the dog out. Why don't you let the dog out? Um, is that one of those Canadian werewolves? Is your, is your husband a Canadian werewolf? Is that what's happening? Sadly, no. Oh, okay. Uh, it, as I was saying, it is absurdly easy to become Canadian, apparently. All you need to do is claim, is claim the very special skill of looking at money. You have to look at money, and you get to be a Canadian. So, uh, and it seems unlikely that he'll ever be kicked out of Canada. It's true. Uh, unfortunately, I just, I just can't see, Rachel, any reason to compel this person to pledge allegiance to a frumpy Hanoverian <laughs> against his will. It is not only an American. I believe it is un-Canadian to do so. And so I encourage you to go ahead and become a Canadian citizen and join your congregation as a full Canuck. And just remember that your husband is a man of many, many worlds, of many, many names. And there is something to be said uh, for a person of such diverse background 
uh, and uh, obvious, uh, obvious acting skills. So, no. I find in the favor of, uh, of Io- say your name again, sir? Iobami. The full, give me the whole thing. Oh, Iobami, Abiodun, Lehman, Richardson, Tarpley, Kessler. I find in his favor, this is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Rachel, your family has been torn apart by this contentious <sighs> issue. How do you feel? Well, I'm a little disappointed, but I, I can respect uh, Judge Hodgman's decisions, and I you know, respect that this is a point of principle for Lehman, so... I concede. I concede it's a dumb principle. You understand? (laughs) (laughs) But I am satisfied that it is a principle. Fair enough. If if I had like more than five Canadian friends who liked the queen, that might consider it. But no one likes her, aside from like these five people. If anyone else had to take this oath, they wouldn't. Well, Lehman, Rachel, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Pull up a pull up a plastic bucket of uh, Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage pizza dough, and re- and rest your feet on an ottoman of garbage. Um, we do have a case on the docket here that needs clearing out. It's another one of these husband and wife's disputes. Boy, ever since we brought the husbands and wives back, it has been uh, it has been full on mid career Woody Allen over here. <laughs> Um, here's the conflict Uh, it comes to us from Brad my wife who is a personal trainer says that eating ice cream for breakfast is unhealthy and that I should not have it in the morning I contend that since I'm in good physical shape 5 foot 11, 160 pounds sounds pretty hot and should have and have an active lifestyle it doesn't really matter what I eat for breakfast should I be <laughs> should I be allowed to eat ice cream or whatever I would like to in the mornings? Or should I not eat ice cream for breakfast based on the theory that it is, quote, unhealthy, unquote? <laughs> well, uh, 5'11", 160 pounds, loves ice cream in the morning. One of the greatest uh, OK Cupid uh, profiles of all time. I am a uh, believer in moderation in all things. I do not believe that you should rule anything out of your diet if you are enjoying it uh, moderately or consciously. Of course, that's very easy for me to say on a podcast. Anyone who has ever seen me knows that if there is three pounds of cheese on a table, I will eat it as quickly as possible. That said, uh, you should be able to have ice cream for breakfast sometimes sometimes if I hear that you're eating ice cream for breakfast every morning that is weird and compulsive (laughs) so uh, please tell your wife thank you very much for uh, looking out for me but I'm going to have ice cream once a week if it is more than once a week that is uh, juvenile and weird and you shouldn't do it Can I ask for a judgment on whether he's allowed to put unhealthy in quotation marks when he's referring to ice cream? Well, I will talk to I'll talk to you about that. Sure. It, is ice cream unhealthy? It's very high in saturated fat. It's high in empty uh, sugars. Uh, and it's a lot of empty calories. It is a treat. It is not yes. a food. 
That is I not, look, I love ice cream. That does not mean I, that it is per se unhealthy. Most Americans get enough calories in their diets. I think most people in the first world are not hurting for calories. I agree. And that is the... And, and so adding super calorie-dense foods is by definition unhealthy. Are you saying that you disagree with my ruling? No, I'm not. I agree with your ruling. Right. I just think that him taking it so far as to disagree with his wife's claim that ice cream is unhealthy is a little bit much. I'm just mad at this dude because he's 5'11 and weighs 160 pounds and obviously can eat whatever the heck he wants. I bet you he goes to bed every night eating a jar of peanut butter with a spoon. <laughs> and, he still, and he still has a 28-inch waist. So, you know that ruling where I said he could have ice cream once a week? I take it back. You're right, Jesse. No ice cream for you ever again. Why don't you suffer? Brad, I think you're eating ice cream in the morning to freak your wife out. Try to keep it under control. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join. And you can join them by going to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura Frames. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Do you have a mom in your life that you'd like to celebrate? There are very few better ways than giving an Aura frame to someone you care about. These are beautifully Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos of your memories with your mom, stepmom, a mentor, friend, uh, whatever it is in your life who might enjoy seeing photos from your life. Aura frames are the way to go. Judge, there's a very special mom in my life, Ms. Teresa Thorne. Yes. Uh, that's my wife and also a, a whole human being in her own right. Guess what's guess what's on her bedside table? Yes, that's right. You guessed it in one, an aura frame. <laughs> what I love about the aura frame is you don't have to load a bunch of stuff onto an SD card or whatever, like with the old digital frames. It is so easy to get the pictures on there. So like when Teresa texts me a cute picture of one of our children or our dog, uh, or one of our siblings texts us a cute picture of one of them or one of their children. Uh, all I have to do is hit that share button on my phone and I can share it right to the frame and then it lives there for as long as I want. I can also take it off whenever I want, but I don't even have to open the Aura Frames app, which is a great app, but I don't right. even have to go there. It just goes straight into wherever I want it, uh, whichever frame I want, or I have multiple Aura Frames in my house or all of them. Uh, it is incredibly easy. That's why Wirecutter chose it as the best digital photo frame. That's why it's one of Oprah's favorite things. Uh, it is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use the code Hodgman at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Stitch Fix. You know that boost of confidence you get when you put on an outfit that just feels good? You know what that's like. That's what I get when I use Stitch Fix. With Stitch Fix, you get a human stylist, not AI. A human being who understands your style, size, and budget 
They do all the shopping for you, and it's the easiest way to update your wardrobe this season or any other. This professional stylist picks the clothes. They can either send you a box where anything you don't want is unbelievably easy to return, or they can make a little storefront for you just from stuff that they recommend for your taste and your body. Uh, it, It is an absolutely incredible service. They give you styling advice, outfit recommendations, the whole thing soup to nuts. And like I said, if you don't want it, if you don't like it, it is unfathomably easy to send it back. They give you an envelope that's big enough that has the postage and the labels on it. All you have to do is shove the thing in there, close it up and drop it off at your local mailing center. It is that easy. Can I also say the stuff that my stylist at Stitch Fix picks for me? I really like it. Like they know me and it's really terrific. Plus, if you've got small people in your life, sadly, my small people are now adults shopping for themselves. But if you've got little kids, it's a terrific way to to get togs for your kids. Style that makes you feel as you, as you want to look. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. That's stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Stitchfix.com slash J-J-H-O. Hi. This is Biz, and this is the final season of One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. This is going to be a year of celebrating all that makes this podcast and this community magical. I'm so glad that I found your podcast. I just cannot thank you enough for just being the voice of reason as I'm trying to figure all of this out. Thank you, and cheers to your incredible show and the vision you had to provide this space for all of us. This is still a show about life after giving life. And yes, there will be swears. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. And as always, you are doing a great job. All right, class, tomorrow's exam will cover the science of perfect pitch, the history of pride flags and speedrunning video games. Any questions? Ah, yes, you in the back. Uh, what is this? It's the podcast, Let's Learn Everything where we learn about science and a bit of everything else. My name's Tom. I study cognitive and computer science, but I'll also be your teacher for intermediate emojis. My name's Caroline, and I did my master's in biodiversity conservation, and I'll be teaching you intro to things the British Museum stole. My name's Ella. I did a PhD in stem cell biology, so obviously I'll be teaching you the history of fan fiction. Class meets every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. So do I still get credit for this? (laughs) No. (laughs) Obviously not. No. It's a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk to you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Au revoir. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at Forum.MaximumFun.org and our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast.